1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely, 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 lovely co-host, Dennis Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? I I,
0: I can't complain, although uh, I will I will do one thing. I will complain about the weather, which is which is horrendous. It's been 40 degrees for like three weeks straight. But other than that things are things are going pretty well it's a good hair it's a good hair day so that's really all i can point to and and it It
1: does your hair does look good your hair does look good i went to i went to the greatest of clips over the weekend yeah and the woman didn't like i didn't do my hair today or anything so like like i hate when i go there Uh and and they cut my hair and they're cutting it and they're like i used to just go there and just get everything shaved because i didn't trust them with scissors like anyone at great clips with scissors right but I go there sometimes, and these hairdressers, like, want to leave my bangs really long.
0: It, right, right.
1: They, like, they, they don't understand that you don't need to cut them significantly longer than the rest of
0: the head. So do they, um like, make it really short, like, like back here, like, back on the yeah. top of your head?
1: Yeah, and they want because, because because look, I mean, people have seen pictures of me. Like, I'll, I'll do my hair and I'll style it, and it'll be up in the front and stuff like that. And, and but like, like not too... like, I don't need it to be like boy band up in the front, like you saw in like in the in the early two thousands, right, right. You know, and they're 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 leaving like like a carpet worth of hair that's just like basically covering my entire forehead to my eyes. So I like push it up. Like Denny, if I were to push this down, it'd be embarrassing to see how, how long this is in the front.
0: uh, Well, I, I, you know what? I think, uh, you know, every guy listening feels sorry for the guy who has a carpet of hair that he's, (laughs) (laughs) that, that he's, that he's pushing around from back to front and up again and to the left and the right. Yeah, well, it's a it's a good problem to have. I, I and I think I I actually I am for more length in the front because it makes you it gives you more options.
1: It does give you more options. I don't disagree. But when you work from home and you don't need to see people on a daily basis, other than like a random meeting where you can then just put on a hat or something, right? Then then it's it's unnecessary for me. But I will I will appreciate it when. You know I'm going out on the weekend or something or going to a dinner or whatever doing something where I'm leaving this house when
0: when you're interacting with society again right is right. is when you'll you'll appreciate it
1: i I had the realization today Denny, because my wife has gone on business uh she gets back tomorrow yeah that's what and... I, that's what I tell people too <laughs> and I had the realization that today this is good I didn't have any meetings today, okay at work it was a great it was great no meetings i had one meeting but it was a it was a company call so i didn't have to say anything Uh i realized that i basically went the whole day aside from i went to the grocery store to pick up some stuff and get lunch right aside from one interaction with with the person who worked there Uh saying saying thank you i didn't say I i didn't actually say anything today
0: yeah no so you um You've had a, a, an almost totally interaction-free day, which which I think we would just call the future.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> That's, right. Where, That's right. I'm living in 2040 today.
0: It, right, and it, where, where no one uh, interacts with humans face-to-face, IRL. Uh, so, so congratulations on living in the future. Speaking of the future, is there anything coming up in the near future that may alter your life forever?
1: There is. Yeah. There is. We we talked about it on the uh the Patreon episode that we did. One of the one of the many that we've done. We had like one real regular episode that you non-patrons missed. And then we had a great, great episode where Tom Whelan was a game show host for us. You guys need to become patron mem- Patreon members, patrons of Living the Stream to listen to that. It's great. But yes, Denny, there's a life-changing event that's coming for me in July. And that is that I'm I'm officially joining the club,
0: the, the dad running club.
1: I'm officially going to be a dad runner, like officially.
0: Yeah, so so now now your running style will match your um your status.
1: Yeah, right. It, it all it, it's, I'm I'm excited. That's the only reason why I really wanted to have a child was so, so that whenever I did run, I could get away with running the way that I did.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so so people would be like oh my god why does he run like that and then you would say well yeah. that's i'm a dad yeah. so
1: yeah but yeah little girl having a little girl yeah Congra-
0: congratulations man
1: actually i don't want to say little girl my wife and i've been talking we we're having a strong female is what we're having
0: yeah no it's you you know i i have for those of you who don't know i have uh a five-year-old boy and uh a, an almost two-year-old girl and you really fight an uphill battle uh, with having a girl and trying not to like feed into the um, to like the you know like weak you know submissive type little girl thing that we that, that you were just referencing. It's so mm-hmm. hard to fight to fight that because it's everywhere. It's from from minute one. From minute one. From minute one they're put in in pink. And they are treated differently immediately than they would be if they were a boy.
1: My wife was telling me about a really interesting study where they ask like four year olds or something to uh run like a girl yeah and and all the four year olds like when they say run like you know run like you would now run like a girl. And when they run like a girl, they're they're still running like ferociously, like they're, you know, pumping their arms. Really? And then whenever, whenever they're like seven years old and they say run like a girl, they then do the stereotypical running like a girl. Okay. So there's something that happens in that, you know, three, I, I don't know what the study was. Someone might've read it or, or heard about it, but something happened psychologically, uh, learned more than likely, yeah. um, during that period where they, they learn that, that the way that people view women is this certain way.
0: Yeah, right, right. Uh, un, uh well, for one, unathletic. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, no, and that's but that that is interesting because I yeah I I've, I'm am just starting to see in Xavier attitudes about boys and girls, uh, you know that are like you know typically, uh, gendered, um, you know like uh, we got him a Wonder Woman uh action figure. Yeah. And he loved the movie. He watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um but he will not play with the Wonder Woman. And and it's not, you know, the 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 goal is not to to force him. I mean, I'm I mean, would I like him to play with it? Sure. In my future communist America, will every boy play with a girl toy? Of course. But <laughs> but I'm not going to force him to to play with it but he does not he re, he just he just doesn't want to and he and the worst part is he won't give me a reason. Yeah. And I'm dying to know why. Yeah, this is the wokest podcast on the internet by the way. <laughs> it's it's the wokest fantasy football podcast out there today, folks.
1: Yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, I can't promise that today is gonna be m- much fantasy football talk uh, because we're we're just gonna hit hit the Twitter machine yeah. uh, there, I mean look there, there are some fantasy football questions. but as you guys know we are we don't take ourselves too seriously with fantasy football in this podcast.
0: It's, it's true yeah I mean I don't even know if people are listening right now for for fantasy takes, but if you want good fantasy takes, listen to JJ's podcast the, the late round podcast. Thanks. Uh yeah, no, look, I think that people any any fantasy obsessive needs to listen to your podcast in the offseason season because you're not just you're not just vamping about about like the latest signing, free agent signing. Although you obviously address those too, but you're talking about trends and stuff that you really can't drill into in the, in the meat of, uh, of the summer, you know, when, when, in the summer, in July and August, when everything is happening and everything is in flux, it's hard to really get down into those studies that, that you talk about. Um, uh, and, and I think on a, on a larger level, I think people will appreciate that. Thanks.
1: I didn't pay Denny to say that either,
0: guys. No, I mean yeah, it was uh he offered 69 bucks. I said no. No, thank you. All right.
1: He said he said $690. And <laughs> that's something. right.
0: So no deal. It's
1: like, all right. But yeah, that's that's kind of what's been going on uh in in my anything new with you, Denny? Other than other than the bad weather?
0: Uh well no no new babies, thank God. Um uh <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> No, the weather, and then um, that's that's just about it. I do, but I do want to say official official congratulations, and I can't wait for us to be able to talk on this podcast about um, you know the joys and horrors of raising a, an infant because it is it's something else.
1: Yeah, I'm um, I, look, I, I I embrace all aspects of dad life. Uh-huh. Like I've I'm prepared for dad life. Like I know look, look. I know that when people say that it's like no, you have no idea what's co- I I know I don't know exactly what's coming. I I, I get it. But I think me confidently, mm-hmm. me compared to an average male in this position, I am far more prepared and ready.
0: I I, I totally agree with you. Just no just just knowing you over the past few years, I I I agree with you and most importantly, you acknowledge that you don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, you have to be self-aware yeah. of this experience.
0: I mean, I think way. that people are. I think that when 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 a guy, especially a guy, is like, "Yeah, like I'm I'm fine. It'll be fine." Th- then that that's like a huge red flag, right? Like uh, you, totally. You then you you're not prepared at all, are you? Like mentally, mentally, you're not prepared.
1: Right. Um. By the way, I have also uh, because this child is coming. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I have now switched back and I am drinking coffee again. (laughs) And let me tell you, Denny, my first experience when I drank coffee, we went to this coffee shop, not, not like a Starbucks. We went to like a a more of a hipster place Uh and and I got this, this, this coffee and my God, I was so out of control that whole day. It was just a regular, it wasn't even like this huge coffee. I was so jacked. (laughs) that whole day i felt like i could take over the world
0: yeah right i mean it's it's uh basically you were on uppers all day because it was insane. because <laughs> no, it was you me. hadn't had coffee in so long yeah i mean yeah. i still feel that way and i drink coffee every day so i can't imagine not drinking it for years right
1: yeah yeah and, yeah it's, it was it was 3 years that i went without coffee and i was microwaving tea and, which which the british people that listen to this podcast were not happy about
0: oh i no, i'm sure i mean the yeah the the You know the the Brits. uh, We can never live up to their tea drinking um, uh, uh, capabilities, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, drinking coffee after that time is roughly equivalent to um, doing cocaine. So
1: yeah, uh, right. I mean, that's what it felt like because I I do cocaine a lot, so I can make the comparison. (laughs) But me too. But but like like I've I've gotten it. Like I make I do like K cups in the morning now, and like it's I I don't do it strong or anything like that. So it's very like it's a very uh, can find, you know, I'm, I have, I have a process right now so that I don't lose my shit when I drink a cup of coffee.
0: So, wait. so is there a cutoff time, uh, for, for your
1: coffee? Um, I mean, like I try not to do afternoon coffee. Um, but like I'm only drinking like 10 ounces in in a day, like at at most, at most. and, And it's not like strong stuff either. So it's not like I'm like going out of control with, my coffee consumption
0: 10 ounces that's like a cup
1: yeah it's like a cup
0: oh i thought you i thought oh so you're not like really back
1: no 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 uh, look i'm trying to i'm honestly in an ideal world i'd keep it at this right i would keep it at this but i'm fully aware that when when baby z comes i'm (laughs) i'm going to need to get energy in some way that's not just through, oh yeah, I can just work out today and feel a lot better and feel energized. That no, it's not going to happen. No, absolutely what's what's not. what's going to happen is I'm going to I'm going to get coffee and I'm going to grind it up and then I'm going to get Great. a syringe and put it straight to my veins. Yeah,
0: well, I I'm going to have to tell Amanda about that because it doesn't sound like it's going to end well. Uh, but <laughs> but I also I. I also think that Baby Z is a beautiful name. Baby Z Zacharyson has a ring to it. I have to say, yeah,
1: that's 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 the name. Is Baby Z? Can
0: I ask you real quick? Just because this is an informal podcast, and and I was having a conversation with my friend the other day about coffee, and then it turned into a conversation about making coffee, and then and then we got into the kitchen and like and like kitchen etiquette, right? So okay. I, my question to you is: Do you have some sort of I want to say, a guiding principle in how you operate in the kitchen. Like, in what way? Like, is there is there like, okay. Well, maybe I'll share. I'll share mine, and maybe okay. maybe it'll right. give it. Yeah. So, my guiding principle is to make the least mess possible.
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: fair. A- and by that, I mean, by that, I mean, if I stir the eggs with a fork. I then quickly wash the fork in the sink and keep that for eating. Yeah, I don't toss that. I'm the the same way. Okay. Yeah, I'm
1: the I'm the same way. Yeah.
0: So I will do anything and everything to avoid making dishes and making a mess in the in the kitchen. My wife thinks, you know, before she left, she thought uh, this is nuts. But but so you you agree? You agree? No,
1: I agree. And my my wife does the same. Look, she's she's also gone um, (laughs) right now. Uh, But my wife will go and and make things make dinner or make like whatever for for whatever purpose and she'll just leave everything out and, and and look we have a good thing good thing like i've been doing a lot more cooking and and cleaning because she's been pregnant but like mm-hmm. i um I, I usually like she'll do more cooking than i will and then i'm i'm the cleaner because she cooked like we have a good rhythm going from that perspective mm-hmm. but but when she cooks, it's like it's like she she unpacked the house and just threw it in the
0: kitchen. That's exactly I I do not understand how making dinner for two people, I mean and I know we have four people in the house, but say the kids have already eaten and and then Melissa makes dinner. And there are 11 pots. And I'm like, right. why did you need 11 pots? It's just, why are there so many? Like where do these pots even come from? You used you used 6 spoons.
1: <laughs> first for, for for stirring the eggs it was six spoons six
0: spoons i've not i i, I can go a whole week and not use six spoons
1: <laughs> right no i'm with you i'm with you i in. i'm most definitely in the same but i also like like when i'm done uh cooking or or i i will do dishes while it's like going on because i don't i don't like the the, the clutter just like sitting there while like i, I want to feel complete when it's all done
0: Jj I'm so glad you said that i will um I, it, it makes me physically uncomfortable <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: to have the 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 kitchen just decked out with 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 dishes for, you know from from this end of the counter to that end I can't deal with it so i'm i'm doing the same thing i'm i'm really glad we're on the same page.
1: Yeah, we're, we're absolutely on the same page. And m- we have so many freaking kitchen, kitchen tools and appliances that yeah. I, I don't even know I, – I don't know how we ever use all of the things that we have. Well,
0: I really – I see it as the same uh, guiding principle that a doctor has, which is do the least harm. Right, yeah, right, and yeah, and, yeah. and so I I consider myself a, a a doctor of the kitchen. I'm I'm doing the least mess. I'm I'm com- I'm creating the the least mess possible, and I'm I'm pretty good at it. I have to say, Denny just just said
1: that his his cooking ability is the equivalent of a doctor.
0: I'm I'm basically a surgeon. I I mean I, I mean that's I tell people that, and 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 they don't really understand. But I'm I'm telling the podcast audience right now. I'm. You know and I know the non-patreon people are, are listening um, and uh, uh, so I just want to get that out there. I am a doctor of the kitchen.
1: <laughs> All right, let's go to these these uh, these Twitter questions. Okay. This first one is actually from a parody account of yours at CD Carbon 13 <laughs> the simulation what will you do when artificial intelligence takes your jobs? That- I mean I feel like I feel like AI could do what we do on this podcast.
0: Yeah, you could program it to tell sixty nine jokes, and, <laughs> yeah, Rick, and how difficult is that? And and to and to and to give out uh, streamers, and it would and then it would be over. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think AI will be able to write articles. I mean, I think it's already doing that for the associated yeah, there's, press. there's
1: yeah, there's already a lot of AI driven content out there.
0: Yeah, that's that's terrifying. I, I at, after that, you know, maybe. Um, <clears throat> You know, maybe I'll take up painting. I don't know. How about you?
1: Um, I'll probably be a stay-at-home dad.
0: <laughs> right. Okay.
1: Next one at Fantasy Stack: Are quarterbacks still not important in superflex quarterback dynasty startups? No, they're still they're they're important. Then the the, the 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 big the the big the big when when you need to start caring about quarterbacks is when you increase the demand for the position or you add another slot. I'm, I'm not that concerned when you change scoring, unless it's like dramatic, I'm honestly not that concerned if it's a dynasty league versus a redraft league. We get that a lot. Uh, People thinking that longevity matters. I actually had talked about this on the late round podcast over the last couple of weeks, but it's like when you're, when you're putting together a dynasty squad, it's still a year to year and a week to week game. It's not like you're, it's not like you're winning for a four year stretch of points, right? If that were the case, then sure, like you want Aaron Rodgers because you know that he's going to be around and being elite for four years. But you can adjust your lineup, you can make trades, you can change things up, and the quarterback position is one that is very, very easy to acquire. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, his ADP in a startup, or in a dynasty startup right now is in like the 15th or 16th round. Right. Like it's... It's not like – and he could easily be a a high-end QB1 next year. Uh, Um, And then pair him with Alex Smith, and you get two cheap guys for two years, three years, and you're good to go.
0: uh, That's the most JJ thing you've ever said is uh, pair Roethlisberger with Alex Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, now that's the – AI could pump that out uh, if if they just if you downloaded your uploaded your brain into a machine. Yeah, it's just all it says. It all yeah. it says every week is just draft
1: Ben Roethlisberger with Alex Smith.
0: That's right. So, uh, I mean, my only contribution to this would be to say if if a league is made to um, to make the quarterback position matter, then you have to, then you have to treat it like it matters. That's you know that's
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm thinking about doing like a quick hitting uh, like episode series on the late round podcast, maybe in May or June on like different different overarching themes for a a two quarterback league and, and super flex leagues. And as to why like quarterbacks are still overvalued in those leagues as well. So I'm thinking about doing that. If you guys have any feedback and you guys would want me to do that, let me know. But that's been kind of on my my ideation sheet for a while. Because I, I I do that. I have an ideation
0: sheet. Right I, I you know, this is the second or third time I've I've heard you reference that and I think it's a great idea. I also think it makes you sound like a mad scientist.
1: I have look, I if I'm like walking in a grocery store or if I'm like doing something, if I'm doing the dishes, then and I, I think of something, I want something easily accessible that I can just put down that thought. And and that's that's what the ideation sheet is all about no
0: no no again i think that you're gonna benefit tremendously from it but this is also what great like creators have done through history is they they've woken up in the middle of the night and they've written something down and it ends up winning them a nobel prize so I and, hope, then, and, and then there's steve jobs
1: I, I i
0: hope you have the
1: same success and <laughs> steve Chief... jobs yeah i wonder if steve jobs like fantasy football uh, next question. At White Wheat Tweet, is Russell Wilson going to die?
0: I mean, he. You, I mean, if you're the Seahawks, you have to bench him when they play LA, right? Oh my gosh, free
1: agency has been awesome. Like it's been amazing. I'm very very excited for. I'm excited for the Rams and for uh, Millennial McVeigh to do his thing there.
0: For your for your Rams, um, I'm I'm happy for your Rams <laughs> yeah. and and and. I, but I also think that McVeigh is willing to to take on guys who, who old old coaches don't want to deal with and, and, and also to embrace systems and strategies that, that old dudes reject, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like, if you look at, like, the coaches that uh, players want to play for, it's that it's usually, they're usually coaches that embrace culture and embrace, like, just everything and have a, a, a general positive, fun attitude about the game. And then if you, because you even saw that with like Sue when he just signed with the Rams, he talked about that. And I feel like you know people don't want to hear it, but I feel like the 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 young you know the the early thirties guys or you know the guys that that are coming up and they were there are millennials now. Sean McVay, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's kind of like it, it makes sense. Like it's they're more open minded people in general. Um, they're they're lazier, but don't don't uh. Don't spread that stereotype. No, yeah. I'm just kidding.
0: It will, but like
1: I, I just I, I just feel like I just feel like 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 players are going to want to play for for coaches like Sean McVay, not just because he's a good coach,
0: uh-huh. but
1: because of the culture that they kind of instill within their team.
0: Yes, I, I, I total agreement. By the way, about millennials about John... aren't
1: are they're not lazy. By the way, I just need needed that. Right. that was just me saying uh,
0: about John Gruden and his analytics comments. Can I just touch on that real quick?
1: Yes, yes.
0: All right. So, um someone tweeted me the other day saying that Gruden held a post post-press conference uh interview after he dismissed analytics and said we're throwing the game back to 1998 and all this stuff. <clears throat> and he so they they sent me this link to the to this interview that he did after that post that press conference. And they say, "Well, <clears throat> he actually does embrace analytics and you're just being played here so i read the article and in the article gruden says um are we going to use analytics sure i mean he doesn't even he doesn't name any any way to use it but he says sure we're going to use it but when it yeah. comes down to it i'm going to use my gut so what he's saying is Sure, analytics will be part of the team, but in the end, I will dismiss analytics for what my gut says, and and that's so it, that, doesn't, it, that doesn't. Yeah, he's 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 only going to use analytics when it agrees with what his gut is saying, and and that's it. And that's the exact wrong way to to look yes. at it. Yes, it's and, a very very wrong way. And uh and so anyone who thinks that Gruden is is being like Belichick, where Belichick's like, <clears throat> you know, doesn't even know what Facebook is, but is is just owning teams every year by um, using analytics? Uh, yeah. That's not that's not happening here.
1: Yeah, John Gruden's also uh, getting slot receivers that are thirty five years old and piling them on his roster and hoping that that works. Oh, and then he gets the most inefficient running back in the NFL over the last two years in Doug Martin. Like I, I, I they have like they they want like seventeen different fullbacks. Like they they want to legitimately play like it's the late nineties. It's, it's a horrendous looking roster right now. The offense is not good right now. Anyone who, anyone who thinks otherwise is fooling themselves because they, they like the names that are involved there. But I mean, if you think Jordy Nelson still has it, that's great. Um, I'm, I'm still a little bit afraid of that. Um, They, and not only that, I think Jordy Nelson most naturally will fit in the slot these days. Uh, and they they don't then they don't have an a, a receiver opposite of Amari Cooper if that's the case. Like I, getting rid of Michael Crabtree for Jordy Nelson was one of the dumbest things that I've seen a team do in a really long time.
0: Right, right. And but didn't but, ma- it
1: didn't make any sense. The con the money wasn't even that different.
0: But it's I mean it's like typical of someone who is gonna call call it by their gut. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gruden, Gruden. Uh, I I almost wanted to be. A failure there. Like, look, I don't want anyone to fail and I I don't mind John Gruden. Um, but I almost want it to be a failure of a situation just so that people realize that we need to get rid of these, like these dudes who appear to be successful. John Gruden wasn't even that good of a coach. That's the thing that drives me nuts, but we, we need to move on from this culture and this, and that's why you see teams like, like the Eagles with Doug Peterson, Um, and, and we see, you know, I think Chicago's turning the corner with Matt Nagy. Um, and you see with Sean McVay, obviously even Pete Carroll to a degree had did that with Seattle where he has like a a different mentality and a different, but he's also, uh, from a, from a pure football's perspective, he still has some really bad ideas. But, um, I, I think that that whole culture and that way of thinking in the NFL just needs to change. I think we're slowly getting there. Um, but then, you know, the, the signing of John Gruden just sets us back a little bit.
0: Well, well the, I mean, the the guy, you know, guy who we're talking about has a 10 year deal now. So, I mean, yeah, for, as, yeah. As, as the league evolves, the Raiders are going to be stuck in neutral with a dude who wants to play football like it's 20 years ago.
1: Yeah. With an overrated quarterback. Uh, next one at oh. Adam Sherwood 11. How many cases of polar seltzer? Will it take for Denny to stop playing with his weather machine and causing endless winter to hit my farm? Hashtag the simulation is too cold. Just thought I'd throw that out.
0: Yeah, I'm going I'm to need a lot of seltzer to, to, to make that deal. But I also, I just want to say that it's late March. The sun hasn't been out for weeks. And at night, it's 28 degrees. So I don't, I don't know. What, what's going on in Charlotte? That sounds horrendous. Um,
1: I mean, it's it's cool. It's been cold here whenever uh, the north is getting those storms, but cold here is like mid-50s. Um, and then like two weekends ago, I cut my grass. Like I was able I mean, to to do that because it was warm that, enough out. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm very jealous. And that's the thing. I'm not asking for the world. I'm not asking for 80-degree weather. I'm asking for 50. Honestly. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, we're, we're hitting 50. We're hitting 50. I can, I can comfortably wear shorts with like a hoodie or something if I wanted to. Jeez. Casually. Next one. At WH underscore ethics lawyer. In leagues that allow draft pick trades, how do you go about determining their value? So the way that I would approach it is to look at uh, historical um uh ADP and compare the ADP to output to point output um and you can see uh just general trends uh with those specific spots um but if you were talking about rookie picks I actually just did an article on number fired like last week in in a podcast in the late round podcast on the true value of a rookie pick and generally speaking we overvalue rookie picks but I would just look at ADP compare that ADP to point output for that season to just see how things kind of look. Um, and you can see, oh, this, you know, a typical sixth rounder uh, will produce this amount of points. That means that it's about this player. Therefore, I can trade this player for this amount of points. If you're talking strictly redraft, but Dynasty it's a little bit different because you're you're being forward thinking um, and it depends on what you value most. You know, I for my study, I looked at, uh, the, the, the first three years of a player's career versus his rookie pick. Um, but you could look at, you know, if you value longevity and you care more about a player being a wide receiver two for 10 years versus a player being a wide receiver one for five years, then you'd have to just calculate that a little bit differently. But it's not an easy thing to do. Like, like trading, trading picks and valuing picks is a tough thing to do, which is why not a lot of leagues implement it because, there there's there are easy ways to gain edges uh, and make the competition a little bit unfair. This next question is from at Dynasty Outhouse. I may be relocating to the West Coast for work. How do I tell my boss I will only acknowledge Eastern Standard Time as it is the only legitimate time zone?
0: Uh, It's a hard conversation to have, but you, you have to put your foot down. You have to take a stand. And if they don't like it, then they can fire you and you can be unemployed because you refuse to acknowledge the the, the illegitimate West Coast. But we, we all have to make sacrifices. All right, next question.
1: At Will Barrow, how early are the LA Rams defense going to go in casual leagues this season? Would you rather have Jacksonville or the Rams? Is this an empty off-season hype train or is this real?
0: Well, I mean, the the short answer is who cares? Just let, let people draft <laughs> yeah. the Rams early. Uh, but but you're, I was thinking about the Rams defense and the fact that people you will see people drafting them in probably in the 5th and 6th rounds and, and I'm not just talking about in casual leagues I'm talking about in um in in you know somewhat savvy otherwise savvy leagues because that is not a savvy move uh but the 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 the, the appeal so that you know I've talked about this before but the appeal of having the best of every position is so strong that people will make this terrible decision and take a kicker in the ninth round and a defense in the sixth round and so on. So yeah, you're gonna see the Rams go early.
1: Yeah, you will you definitely will. And I would still prefer Jacksonville right now because we know Jacksonville is elite. So that's the yeah. direction I'd go. Next one at M Hammer forty three. If Le'Veon Bell leaves the Steelers, not happening, is he still the 1.01 in redraft come August. Let's just assume Le'Veon Bell is not a stealer.
0: I mean, would, it de- uh, doesn't it depend?
1: To, yeah, I mean, it depends on where he would land, and I don't see a scenario where he would land in a better situation than in Pittsburgh.
0: Right. I mean, he so has, I, he has the whole no. thing. Yeah,
1: yeah he, has, he has everything. There's no competition. You look around the league, I mean, there maybe are some spots that you want a running back to go to, but it's not going to be as favorable as the Steelers situation. Next question. Same guy. What's up?
0: I was going to say the positive game script and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah. Next question. Same guy. How are your guys brackets looking? I assume Denny deleted his bracket early on Thursday of the first round and is trying to tweet up sister Jean.
0: (laughs) I haven't done a bracket in 10 years, so I don't,
1: I I had, I had another, I'm really average when it comes to like, I, I always like talk myself out of certain things and, you know, I do a lot of research with, with number fire and stuff. I actually write college basketball content during March Madness. And I'll tell you what, Denny, number fires metrics this year were so fire. They were so on point to Good. the point where FanDuel had a contest where, or had a, had this game where you had to pick five teams where their seeds equaled 20 or more. And then you get points based on how well they do. And in Number Fire's optimal lineup was Loyola. That's how strong Number Fire's metrics were this
0: year. Is is Loyola in the final four?
1: They are. Loyola is in the final four. Good for them. Uh, this this next one at SmithBK, which podcast do you enjoy visiting as a guest most during the offseason? What was your worst guest appearance? And JJ can't say the fantasy fumble. That was life changing for me. Fantasy Fumble is my first ever podcast where I where I was nervous as, as crap to go on, even though it had probably sixteen listeners. Those those guys don't do fantasy football anymore, so I can say that. Um, yeah, what I I like going on. Um, I don't. Know, I like going on any podcast. I like talking football with anyone. Yeah, it's fun. I um, I
0: uh, I'm going to be on Chris Harris's podcast this week. I like going Chris on Harris.
1: Yeah, Chris Harris is always easy to talk to. Um, that, that's a that's a good call. It's it, the the spots are usually time sensitive you know it's only 25 minutes 20 minutes it's easy to do um, um worst guest usually yeah
0: I, I i are we just talking about the off season
1: no it could be any season
0: oh, okay uh, well i mean he said the, he
1: said in the off season but i think that we can extend it
0: in, in, in the off season i i don't know if i went on last off season but the two previous off seasons i went on matt kelly's show and the amount of ridiculousness that we got into was was fun yeah he
1: is he's a great host he knows he knows how to uh get an audience going
0: and 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 he uh he edited something i said i said to you know to make it sound like i was commenting uh on you know certain private parts it was just uh what was your worst guest appearance Oh worst. Oh man, you know, I was really so like you said, I was so nervous for the first 6 months that I did podcasts that I would say almost all of those were disastrous because you know when your voice is shaking? Yeah. I mean, if your voice is shaking, you're you're done. I mean, you you, right. you, you sound you sound like a scared child. And so nothing that comes out, even if there are cogent points um even if you've done your homework, it just comes out like, you, like you're like you a terrified little boy. And, and so that's how I sounded my first six months doing podcasts.
1: Yeah, I also hate doing radio. Um, and the main reason, for anyone who doesn't know this, I would say 95% of radio spots that I've ever... I've done a lot of radio spots, but in like 95% of them, they don't give you any sort of agenda whatsoever. No. So you're just... So you're just thrown into this medium where you know people are listening live and they're asking you questions. And and me being a data driven analyst, it's not the easiest thing in the world to just bring numbers out of your the back of your brain. I only remember '90s jingles. I don't remember <laughs> stats from. So like like if you like, it's a it's a very difficult thing to do if you're more of a stat driven person. Uh, yeah. And they don't give you, you know, what you're going to be talking about. So I, I always try to ask because I want to be prepared to give them a better show. And I always drive, like, that's the thing that like drives me nuts too. Like these radio hosts, you're going to get a better product. If you let the person know what you want to talk about. I
0: right? mean, just like, something, just something, give, give just me
1: just any, just give me anything. Just give me anything. But yeah, I mean I, that, that always, I hate going on radio for that purpose.
0: I used to go on a Baltimore radio show, uh, t- 20 minutes before monday night football kicked off and I remember that and the host would would, would be like you know it's a very nice host uh but he would be like who like come in come in like, like wailing uh who are you playing tonight and i would always just mumble and stumble and like and like well you know you don't have much of an option if if you're playing redraft and you have this guy going tonight, I mean, you have to just yeah. play him, you know. Like, right. So all all of my answers were just like, you you just have to play this guy, or you have to play this kicker, or this defense, <laughs> you know. And then people hit you up on Twitter, and they're
1: like, "What were you talking about?" And it's like, sorry, I di- I had to say something.
0: They I, made me say something. Right. I had three. I had five minutes to fill, and, and, and you know, so I had to keep saying words. Yeah. This next one at Pragmatic Prim Eight.
1: Let's talk about Denny's dolphins, skull emoji, skull emoji, skull emoji. how how bad how bad are the Miami Dolphins? I love it. The, I love it. The dolphins are such, oh my God, they're so dumb and so bad. If you're a dolphin's fan, just stop being a fan. That's the like I I, I am all about fandom and I'm all about rooting for the team that you grew up watching and if you're from the area. Root for that. You can't anymore at the Dolphins. They're so stupid and bad.
0: That's what I, I said to, I think, to a Dolphins fan last week. They said, well, what do I do? I said, you have to stop rooting for them. I mean, you just have to. They, they, you have to. This team is going to be bad forever, and I mean that in a Sandlot way, forever. <laughs>
1: they are. They really are. They really are. Um, this next question is from at Ben Swobalski. I think I got that one right this time. Good job. I don't always get get that yeah. last name right. You're on a road trip and you stop at a gas station. What is your go-to food and or drink? I, I look. I'm gonna I'm gonna expose uh, uh-huh. a dark a dark part of myself here. Oh, um, it's it, I'm not proud of this. Okay. It's the only time I ever consume this food. Okay. But but my go to road trip food snack is combos. Uh, there's no shame in combos. No, there's shame in combos, Denny. There's shame in combos. It's I mean, like the they're they're gross as shit. They're yeah. just like these like the thing like the stuff inside combos. If you were to put that together, it would That's... if you if you took. If you took 80 bags of combos and you took all the stuff in the middle, whether it was pepperoni or – I don't know. They probably have like waffle fry flavor or something now. If you put all that together and you rubbed it on someone's skin, they would melt.
0: It is disgusting. It also tastes good. And you know what? It's only 80 grams of saturated fat per <laughs> serving. So you know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah
1: that's it i i I throw away any dietary restrictions when i'm on a road trip because if i'm going to be on a road trip you know driving's not fun no one wants to sit in a car for eight hours if i'm going to be on on a road trip i want to at least enjoy things that i don't usually enjoy i
0: mean yeah and then and then you're on the toilet three hours later and you're wondering you know what what have i done what have i done
1: to myself why did i eat these combos no like i and like like pop is the same like i don't drink a lot of pop, pop but i yeah, it's pop. It's not soda. I, I don't. I don't drink a lot of pop, but I will on a road trip, both for caffeine purposes and just for like I'm gonna enjoy this a little bit because I can't enjoy beer right now because I'm driving. It,
0: right. You gotta live a little. Uh, um. So I, what I will get, um, at a stop, I will get, um, lightly salted almonds and a water.
1: Danny, you're the you're. The you're the absolute worst (laughs) (laughs) that's what i consume on a daily basis you're not making you're not making the road trip special in any way you're you're all you're doing is you're enhancing this awful
0: experience it's it look it's it's important it's important to never enjoy yourself that's that that's (laughs) my my thought. It's just important to, to 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 stay miserable as long as possible. Also, it would break my it would violate my rule of never eating food that tastes good because all food that tastes good is bad for you. So
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. I guess if you were to enjoy yourself and it'd be on a road trip, then you would you would realize that there's a lot more to life than being miserable all the time. It's just easier to be miserable all the
0: time. It, it is. It's more predictable. I you know, I'm pretty sure Kirk Cobain's songs were about about this this like predictability <laughs> of misery anyway.
1: This next question is from at NWS Gator. Can you talk about the Titans running back situation and thoughts on McKinnon in San Francisco and A Rob in Chicago?
0: Shoot, you have boy. any you have any quickening thoughts? Well, I mean, you you really covered those a lot. All I did. Uh,
1: I did. I talked about all three. Um, I think that Derrick Henry takes a big hit because he's not going to be catching a lot of passes in that backfield, I would assume. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, I think, can play kind of that Devontae Freeman role in San Francisco. A lot of high praise. Not only that, everyone looks at Jarek McKinnon's inefficiency um, over the last couple of years, but he's outperformed his running back teammates outside of Dalvin cook and Dalvin cook is a pretty good running back. So I'm not that concerned with Jarek McKinnon's inefficiency in, in Minnesota.
0: Uh, Derek Henry truthers got sober real fast.
1: Yeah. Derek Henry is, he went from a surefire RB one to someone that, I have no idea where his ADP is going to land, but I can almost guarantee you that I'm not going to own him because he's not a primary pass catcher in his.
0: Well, offense. I mean, yeah, I mean, not not just like the past two years, but similar to the past two years, you're going to draft him in hopes that every in hopes that the guy who's also in the backfield goes down to injury, and maybe that's an okay bet. I don't know, but but yeah, I'm not going to have you, him very much.
1: Yeah, and you have to look at it, it, with all of these moves. I will do another podcast late round podcast on uh, looking after the first round or after the draft, rather looking at the moves that teams made, not just the player themselves, but what the moves actually showed you. And a good example of this is Kareem hunt last year. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the chiefs not only drafted Kareem hunt with a fairly high pick in the third round, but they traded up to do so. And what that told us was that, Hey, not only do we, need a, do we want a running back, but we want this running back this much, specifically. Um, if, you, if you read between the lines, you can kind of uh, gain an edge from that perspective. And if you see the Titans are going out and spending money on, a, on one of the best free agent running backs, that tells you that they probably don't like Derrick Henry as much as the fantasy world does. Um, but A-Rob in Chicago, I think, is a great fit. Uh, it's one of the few places in the league where he can see a ton of volume. Um, and that's obviously most important. You have to just see a, 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 a progression with Mitch Trubisky. And if we do see that, then I think a Rob can have a really good season there in Chicago.
0: How dumb are the Jaguars? That's just unbelievable.
1: Yeah. I don't understand it at all. I, the only, the only thing that I can think of as to why they didn't want to tag him is, is health related, but that's, that's really the extent of it,
0: I guess. But I mean, I think what they're saying is we did fine without you last year. So whatever.
1: Yeah, I hate that. I hate the re- result-based thinking yeah. with that. Though, like, it, it's like, like, okay, that, like, things went your way in a in a single elimination tournament. Right. It's the same. It's the same way. Like, I I, ta- I ranted about this a little bit on Twitter this week. It's like, it's like you can't just look at Super Bowl winning teams and say, oh, they did this, therefore this is what works in the NFL. It's like, guys, the 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 Patriots could have lost to the Falcons and they could have beaten the eagles mm-hmm. very easily like these are these are things that happen that very easily could have gone the other way right. and all of a sudden you're you're sitting there saying elite wide receivers don't win super bowls but then julio jones won a super bowl 2 years ago and, and it's like it, and then the patriots just traded for brandon cooks last year
0: right. like
1: not only that alshon jeffrey just won a super bowl right. but like there's there's just so it's such a weak argument to make when your sample size is that small it just drives me nuts just look at what works it's not that hard. Just what what inherently works in the NFL. Uh, next one, at Eddie underscore straight. This is a good question. I think there's an obvious answer to this, though. What would be harder for the average person to do in an in-game scenario? Kick a 30-yard field goal or run for 10 yards?
0: That is a good question. I I have to say that I think you have to go – you have to say a 30-yard field goal because I don't believe – that like I could could get ten yards without getting decked by somebody.
1: Right. I, I think that it's easy the thirty yard field goal. Yeah. Like, uh, like if you go if you go out to a field and you kick field goals, I'm not a thirty yard field goal is not an easy thing to do. But no. you might be able to get lucky if you just get a hold of
0: it. A thirty a thirty yard nothing beyond that. I mean nothing it, beyond that. I think 30, 30 is pushing it. Um, but but like. As a regular human, you're not fast enough to avoid those players for 10 yards. And um, I've had this discussion with my brothers-in-law about um, being able to complete a pass. So my one brother-in-law believes that he can complete a pass in the NFL. He could stand under center and drop back (laughs) and complete a pass. And I said, no, no, you cannot. You you couldn't do that. You get
1: swatted, picked, or sacked immediately
0: i mean he's he's six three, so he does have the height but but, but and i i know
1: i would love I would love to experience that though,
0: yeah, right I mean quarterback height twitter is is absolutely lit right now now that I it's, said he's six yes. <laughs> so, um but uh uh, he thinks that he could do it i i I think it's one of the more absurd things that I've heard a person say in my whole life,
1: yeah. It, it, people
0: don't understand how crazy athletic these guys are. Right, you're not like okay. Say, say you caught a, a like a bubble screen. Okay, <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine. This. You're you're immediately down. <laughs> there is no possibility that yeah. you could elude a tackle.
1: No, there's no sidestepping going on. No. You're, you you ca- you catch the ball and you turn and like what you don't. What people don't understand is just when these guys turn to go upfield their turning ability yeah. is 8 times faster than your turning
0: ability I, i'm i'm picturing myself catch a, a bubble screen right now and 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 the the, the thought of me turning upfield is just hilarious because <laughs> right. as soon as that
1: happens i'm finished yeah your shoes are falling off yes. like it's, it's 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 not you you cannot Perform in the end unless someone listening to this is like an ex college player or something and still in shape. Maybe, like maybe, may, maybe. But these these guys are absolutely insane from an athletic standpoint. This next one is at Eric Sirkin What is the proper meal to eat at an airport before a night flight from the East Coast to Vegas, assuming it's game at, game on at landing?
0: Oh, the answer
1: for me, if you're in Charlotte, which I mean Charlotte's a, a pretty big hub for a lot of for like American, so you might be flying from get bojangles. Okay. Go is perfect. It's a perfect. Got the
0: coating in there. You're right. Re- it's it's
1: heavy. You're ready to go once you
0: land. So wait you you wanna you wanna have heavy greasy food before you drink? I think that you
1: want something that is heavy and I mean, look, you don't want to go. There's a very very precise. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's a it's a, a measurement if you will when you're when you're eating when you're consuming food before a night of drinking. Okay. Right? Because you don't want to like eat a salad. Okay. Right? You're not going to eat a salad before you drink because then you're not going to have enough substance in your body to be able to to be able to withstand all the alcohol you're about to consume. But you also can't eat like eight burgers and feel like you're going to start vomiting them before you even eat anything.
0: So my my only argument and I agree, you know, with the premise of what you're saying, but my only argument is that on an empty stomach you know you get kind of drunk on a couple beers and and then that's you know so you so you don't make the mistake of drinking 10 more and then wanting to be dead the next morning
1: yeah but but you have I, I don't have self control if i start to <laughs> if i'm out if i'm out in vegas okay uh-huh. and this guy sounds like he's going out to to enjoy himself with probably like a brotherhood of some sort he- <laughs> if he's if he's going to vegas and if he's boozing in vegas OK, he's not, he's not going to be like, oh, I'm i am going to eat three pieces of lettuce and drink three Miller Lights and then go back and then go back to my hotel room. Right. He's going to need to stay out. And if you're going to stay out, it's very difficult to not have beer while your friends are right. also. Are... I'm not saying I give it a peer pressure. I'm just saying like like you can you can you can play it. Yeah. Smartly by not overdoing it with the food at the beginning, but not underdoing
0: it. Yeah, right. The, the atmosphere will, you, you get caught up in the atmosphere. I understand that. But what what you just described, the lettuce followed by Miller Light, that's called the full Denny. <laughs> that's the full Denny. That's right. That's right. And,
1: and on the way to Vegas, you're consuming water and lightly salted almonds. Right. You got to hydrate. Hydrate. Yes. Uh, this next one is at Private Pookie. Worst free agent signings so far, and dr- and dream and disaster scenarios for the draft. Let's just talk about worst free agent signings. Well, uh, we we only have a couple of questions left because we gotta we gotta head out in a sec. But I, I think that one of the most <laughs> ridiculous signings was Danny Amendola uh. to Miami. Like what? Like why? You you get Albert Wilson. It's like okay, I, I don't mind Albert Wilson. I think Albert Wilson is a decent wide receiver. He has a great production profile from college. And then you just get this completely redundant asset in an aged wide receiver that has only performed well for the most part in New England.
0: Are like, they? What what are, is the thinking? Are, are they? Uh, do you think the Dolphins organization is just mad about missing out on Wes Welker? I don't I don't know. So they know. They, they they missed. <laughs> they're out like on, this oh. is payback. Yeah, they missed out on Welker, and, and so they're like. Okay, well, let's get you know the the other Welker and see if see if we can make up for our mistake from fifteen years ago. By the way,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, this next question is from I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to. Oh, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. At Cameron Nine underscore Web. What's Denny's opinion on hard-boiled eggs?
0: <laughs> um, I had a phase. And, and and I'm not proud of the phase because I now find hard boiled eggs to be rather disgusting. And I eat eggs all the time. I'm an egg apologist. I work for big egg. My dad worked for big egg. My dad's dad worked for big egg. So, you know, I I don't say that lightly, but I find them somewhat horrific. How about you? I
1: like hard boiled eggs. Oh. To the point where there are times where I've gone to the grocery store for lunch. Cause I do that like three times a week uh-huh. and I'll get something, but I'm like hungry on the way home. So I'm like, I need a snack and Publix has like 99 cent, a few hard boiled eggs and I will eat a hard boiled egg in my car on the way home.
0: That's you know what you, so you're Dwight Schrute. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you remember a, hey, do you remember that, that office episode Dude. where <laughs> Pam, Pam's <laughs> pregnant and she's like, Dwight, can you please stop eating hard boiled eggs? It's <laughs> making me nauseous and then he does and then she intentionally like throws up in front of yeah. him and then the whole office starts throwing up <laughs> i was i was gagging i mean that is a really powerful scene in a really disgusting way
1: yeah oh, that show is so good my wife and i just keep watching it over and over again.
0: me too we just watched the episode where michael leaves and i could i could not deal with it i couldn't deal with it i yeah i, I hate
1: that that's episode. when everything goes downhill
0: yeah man i hate that episode i i'm a michael truther uh until my death uh, and i don't care what the haters say michael michael scott is one of the greatest characters in, in the history of tv you're
1: right and there was a when people were talking about there was that one quote tweet where people were saying who's the best tv character of all time and people were saying dwight and it's like guys huh? we have a sample of with and without michael scott on that show and the show is horrendous without michael it, like it got so bad without michael
0: it, Yeah. Wait, yeah. I mean, the 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 final season was was you know feasible, but the second to last season was unwatchable.
1: Right, right. I mean, Michael Scott makes that show. If you if you can't see that, then I, I don't know. I, I just I don't understand. I mean, like,
0: Dw- Dwight Schrute is like the fifth best character in The Office. How can he be the greatest? How
1: would you? How would you? We're gonna end the show with this. This is a good. This is a good hot take. Hot take segment to end the show on. What? How would you rank? How would you power rank? Would you go Michael first? Would you go yeah. Yes. W- w- who's second for you? Andy?
0: No, I don't like Andy. Um, is
1: I, I think I see I think Dwight is probably second Okay.
0: For me. I I you know, I'm I have to go with Jim at second because I want Jim to be my best friend. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But he's still but he's not like
1: like he's very, very good at that role. J- like John Krasinski did very, very well with that role. Right. But but I wouldn't like he's not like the laugh out loud, like funny on that show. No,
0: he's not. But but he's also my best friend, so I have to go with him at, at, at second. Uh, so I I go with him. Um, I, you know, Toby. I no, I feel okay. But no one. Okay, seriously though, nothing makes me laugh harder than Michael than Michael's. Utter contempt for Toby. That, <laughs> yeah, that's so good. It's I, so good because it's not. It's not just like oh, I kind of don't like. I mean, he actually wants him to die. <laughs> right. And and that and that is just that never makes me not laugh. Um, oh, Creed. Creed is my third favorite. Creed. Okay. I love okay. Creed. I I love like the like the references to like you know like the sixties and like the man and, and like I'm talking about early Creed like. Uh, when he's, um, uh, when he's more, I guess like subversive, I don't know. But, uh, but I mean, throughout the series, I, I do love Creed that. So those are my top three, Michael, Jim, and then Creed. I'd probably go Michael Dwight.
1: I I, I might go Andy third. Honestly, I, I know that he's like a super annoying, I, like I get it. That's also his shtick, right? Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. he, he, he wants like the whole point of Andy is to make you cringe while you're watching the show, but there are there are things that he does like that stupid smile that Ed Helms does yeah. like, you know like where his yeah. teeth are like touching and like that, oh, yeah that
0: cracks me. Um, up, cracks uh, up. I have to point out the lack of women on our list and I want to say that Pam is my best friend's wife so yeah. I, I I feel like I I need to group Jim and Pam together because one is not one is not great without the other.
1: Yeah, and look, that show would not be that show without them. That is 1 million percent true. Pam, and fair.
0: I mean, Pam is the second most important character on the show behind Michael.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. I think
0: I think that it, and I think that they emphasize that in the episode where Michael leaves and she's the last one to she's the last yeah. one to to see him off in the airport. I think that that's intentional to say like like this, this was the closest relationship that Michael had was. Penn. What's your,
1: what's your favorite scene slash like pseudo like episode on that show?
0: Um, th- okay. There's one where <laughs> there's where, um, uh, who's the saleswoman, uh, Meredith, Ma- not Meredith, Um
1: uh, Angela. No, she's in accounting
0: Phyllis, Phyllis where Phyllis farts and <laughs> and and Michael Michael's out out there and he's sniffing around he's going what what the hell what the hell is that smell he goes he goes someone's like it's Phyllis her medication makes her gassy and he goes no 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 this wasn't gas this was a geological event <laughs> <laughs> thank you one of my
1: low key favorite moments is when Jim and Dwight are going out on the sales call and two things happen first Dwight says he's going to sit in the back seat because it's safer, and then Jim starts driving off and slams on his brakes, and then Dwight just slams his head right, on the yeah, seat yeah. in front of him. But then they get to the to the office for the sales call, and Dwight says that he needs Jim to walk in front of him because it's easier to attack from behind him. He needs, <laughs> he needs to be defensive, so Jim's just walking and just turns around and just slaps him in the face <laughs> So good. yeah, Jim.
0: so good that that dynamic never got old to me.
1: Man, we just spent like five minutes to end the show talking about The Office. So hopefully a lot of you guys watch The Office. And if you don't, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, come on. Get with it. Uh, so, Denny, someone did ask, like, sell, sell our Patreon page. Tell people yeah. why they should become patrons. Patrons, what What did they miss so far and why should they give us... 69 cents or a dollar.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh well, I I make sure that something is posted once a week on the on the Patreon page that's available only to patrons. And sometimes it's something small like something that lasts a couple minutes. Uh usually like me, it's usually me like ranting about something uh or it's like a short sketch, you know, like we do sometimes for the show during the season. Um and then other times uh like for instance last week I recorded my my daily run and oh my god it was so funny and and so I recorded myself just talking during my run and um I was almost gonna pass out from having to talk and run at the same time so that's like nine minutes of me uh uh really really giving it all I had to get through the run and I couldn't but then I posted that audio to the page patreon account so it's it's little stuff like that is it is it like groundbreaking content it's probably not but it's worth your buck
1: yeah and look we tom whalen did an unbelievable job with the game show that we did last month there's some really really funny stuff in that um you guys should definitely listen to it just become a just become a patron yeah it's it's you don't even we, we're not even asking for like money we're just no. like a lot of money we're just saying like give us a little bit and we'll give you a lot
0: that's right that's that's the selling point. <laughs> That's it. That's the selling point right there. All right, Denny, where can everyone find you? Uh, At CD Carter 13, only for the good tweets, though.
1: Yes. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB, my other podcast, the Late Round Podcast. Please subscribe to that as well. Otherwise, guys, we will catch you, I don't know, sometime soon.
0: Yeah, next month. Sounds good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, guys, take it easy.
0: Thank you for listening to Living the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now, it won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out makegroundcubing.com. Hope you come
1: back soon as we share about the teams and as we live, live in the street.